Okay, so you feel, I feel I'm kind of in a masochistic relationship to nature. I have no free will, so I like kind of, if I give up my free will, I get some kind of pleasure. I might get some kind of pleasure if I wasn't so goddamn fucking stubborn. So usually I'm just suffering. But I think I know the, the, the trick, the, the kind of theory. You ever met guys that you want want you to step on them or make them feel under you, Leona? Yes, I have met guys like this. But I have a hard time because uh, with uh, not giggle or like feel weird about it. What, what, what do you mean? You find it funny? Well, like I see myself as kind of small compared to a huge guy. So like when he says he wants me to dominate him. I mean, it's a game, no? But still, it's a little bit weird because in the end, if we would have a fight for real, I would probably lose. So this domination is all about psychology and... And I basically have it practice. I guess I could get good at it if I would practice. Maybe some kind of losing control, or I don't know. Uh, I think you have to have control to be dominating, no? And to be dominated also somehow. Sometimes it maybe seems like, I don't know who's playing, who's, who's the one that controls the other. But I, I, seen, I, I had a lot of fun watching. I don't know if you were part of that on KitKat Club uh, with the super count and another friend beating up this huge guy that wanted to, to, to get slapped and kicked and uh, Supercount just beat the shit out of him. And he loved it. He was super attracted to that. Uh, he has this extremely big muscles and full of tattoos with people getting spanked and beaten up all over him. So you, you were part of beating him up? No, I have never beaten up a guy, I think. Uh, but another time I was in another sex club in Berlin when I saw this younger couple in their early 20s beating up this guy, like earlier to, like, to 70 years old, uh, while they played the... When a man loves a woman... Yeah, I was there. Okay, so that, that was pretty... It's on the more uh, abstract side of reality. I was just part of naturally. Yeah, I actually thought they were killing the poor guy. We were like, oh, should we interrupt or what? We just saw his small little feet like, ah, like shaking up uh, under these two kind of young, dressed up, a little bit fascistic looking German uh, fetish teens that kind of beat the shit out of this old could also have been because we were influenced of some psychedelic drugs at the time that made it more intense. It and was I happening. It was happening for sure, but maybe the intensity, maybe I could have analyzed it like in a different way. Like, oh, this guy maybe wants it. And now I was just like, oh, fuck, they beat the shit out of this guy. He's going to die now. Yeah, and with the music <laughs> choice on top yeah. of it, I would say like maybe... Uh, I don't know, God thought I had a birthday or something, but yeah, so that's back to us. Today's the birthday of uh, of uh, machoism, of sadomachoism or... Femdom. Of fem femdom. Uh, I have no clue what that is. Something about want uh, women to suppress you if you're a guy. I will know very little about it. I'm a kind of stubborn asshole that usually can't play. Well, well I met... As a woman having sex with guys, I have met a few guys that ask me to dominate them. And 
Yeah, I want to, but I'm not so good at it. I need practice, basically. Yeah, so maybe now you can get some good advices because we have uh, a man that is writing erotic literature with uh, the focus on femdom and uh, being controlled by a woman. Yeah, happy birthday to femdom and control issues and uh, self-controlled manipulation of each other. As long as it's consensual, we should uh, investigate every little part of our psychology. No? Mind your own business if people are happy with what they're doing. Ow, 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 what? I, you, you got hurt it in your hand from hitting me or what? Ow. Okay, we're just demonstrating. I would never let Leona abuse me in this way just like that. Or would I if I maybe like got horny from it? How can anyone get horny from getting beaten up by a woman anyway? I have met some guys. Yes. But men are stronger and women will never work out. It is totally, it doesn't make sense. Fiction. Have you heard about fiction any time in your life? 
Oh, Fiction. Oh ja, so ich playing a game. So smack, schmack, schmuck, schmuck. It comes actually, actually from a more like deeper, more kind of big uh, fetish, the part of fetishism that is called uh, sadomasochism. And sadomasochism is uh, the giving and receiving of pleasure from acts involving, uh, for example, pain or humiliation. So th there are people out there that do get horny, extremely horny from pain and humiliation. Something that just should naturally be horny all the time, living in a suppressive society where we're all the time controlled by things around us should make all of these people horny, but it doesn't seem to be that easy. I mean, there is a difference from what's going on in your bed and your sex life to what's going on in your office and between you and your boss. Yeah, so it's um, somehow like if you actually get taken prisoner, it's a little bit like rape fantasies. Like some people have rape fantasies, but they don't really want to be raped. So it's, Exactly. So this is like kind of a psychological game. What is it based on? That's what we're going to find out in this show. How How is it to want to be humiliated and suppressed and feel that's your your kink, the thing that makes you horny. Yeah, it's uh, coming with the, the guy that invented this is actually called Marquis de Sade. Uh, he was a French nobleman. Invent what do you mean invented? I'm sure people spanked each other before. Yeah, did they? That's what we should do as Focal Forest. And we wanted also was to go around to more tribal communities and find out what kind of kinks do exist in uh, more tribal communities unaffected by the psychological trauma of the Western world. Because maybe it's connected to each other. We don't know. But do they have spanking? Do they eat shit, the native people? Do I they, do they eat shit, drink pee? Do they have the shoe fetish is difficult because they usually wear are barefooted, but do they have like maybe smelling smelly dirty feet fetish? Maybe they have other kinds of feet fetishes like uh, tat tattoo fetishes and uh... yeah, the pain. Yeah, okay, there we go. The pain fetish. Many native tribes do. That's actually where suspension comes from, uh, like ha hanging yourself up in hooks is an old uh, kind of trance uh, method to use pain and uh, your limitations to get in a sort of like spiritual trance. So maybe that's also what's happening during SM. Maybe it's like connecting to God. I think for some people it might be a little bit deeper than just uh, smack smack having fun. Ha ha ha. Okay, so we found an expert on the subject. It's uh, Timbul. Well, Timbul is the artist name. This person want to be anonymous, so we will try to talk to him about why he's so afraid of being spanked. Because it sounds like kind of innocent as long as it's consensual and you have made the rules between each other in a world where we have war and torture and murder kind of randomly happening around us. Yes, welcome and enlighten us, Timble. And uh, happy birthday to... Do a little bit of spank spank on your little bum or a little bit sit down and get tied up and shut up for some hours. And happy birthday to all SM and sadomasochistic people out there. Happy birthday. It's your birthday. Happy birthday. It's your birthday. Happy birthday.
thought about that we were doing an interview from the way from the toilet to here. But now, yeah, it's happy birthday to Mr. Femdom guy that is uh, anonymous. Uh, you don't want to say his name. We will find out why. I don't really know his name. Okay. Uh, who knows? Who knows his name? He, maybe it's uh, Santa Claus. Since we're so close to Christmas and all, wouldn't he be a person that probably likes women to lick his feet and shit like this? Yeah. Smell underwear. I totally see Santa Claus getting licked on his feet and have small kids on his lap it's pretty like it's pretty tacky thing to do like send your kid over to that fat guy because he gives like gifts i hope it's an expensive one then hello can you hear us hello are you there hello can you hear us i can hear you can okay. you hear me okay there Hi. yes N- now we, we now, can hear now you. we can hear you great i have a favor to ask you uh, I see that my name is at the top of the screen. Is there a way that that's not visible to everyone? We don't uh, record with picture. We just record the sound. Oh, okay. And they won't see. No, we're kind of uh, like old school uh, radio. Or we wanted to have it more because we used to make a lot of erotic movies and photos and stuff like this. So we got kind of tired of that medium. So I'm, I like that medium with the, with the fantasy of being able to like feel the people and not see what they're doing. So we never uh, did, we de- never did anything with video or nothing. It's just a pure pure sound stream. Great. Let's go old school then. <laughs> That's cool. And hey, I'll let you I'll let you see me if you want. Oh, hey, cool. <laughs> hey. Hey man. How are you? I am good. I am good. It's I I love what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm uh, thank excited you. for this interview. Please, uh, since you are kind of a um, uh, uh, kind of anonymous person, uh, how how would you present yourself? Uh, I would just present myself as Thimble, an ex circus performer, now a erotica writer. Ex circus performer. Tell us a little bit about that. What did you do? That uh, was uh, what did you do in the circus? I was an aerialist. So I did trapeze, I did lira, which was uh, the hoop, so and then I did some other types of aerial dance. So you wear tight pants and swinged in the air. That is very true. You were traveling with, uh, with the circus or something, or you were in like a circus in a special place? or? I always had another job. I started late, so it was never anything that I wanted to make a career out of. So I would do it here and there. I was with a, a circus in Europe. Have you heard of a band called the Tiger Lilies? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Tiger Lilies Circus. And I performed in that in Berlin for a month, and then Finland and Sweden and France. And then I toured with a circus in the US for a little while. Wow. And that's pretty cool stuff, I must mm-hmm. say. <laughs> so, yeah, I loved it. And uh, in the Tiger <laughs> Lilies uh, show, was it any erotic uh, tension? Was it something to do with the subject of eroticism or what you are writing about? Because you are writing about uh, femdom and uh, sadomasochism. Right. Actually, yeah. I don't know if you know the Tiger Lily songs, they're very dark. And so the main aerial piece that I performed to was a song called Maria, which is about a man who picks up a hitchhiker, tortures her and kills her. And then there was another, there was a shadow dance that I did to a song called uh, Pretty Lisa, which is about an abusive circus trainer and the woman that he trains slash abuses. Wow. Yeah, I really like that band, actually. Yeah, they're they're amazing. 
January 13, 1968, at Folsom Prison. The man in black performs for the man in blue. We are talking about Johnny Cash, of course. So, uh, where in the world are you now? You are trapped in Corona like us. We are like trapped in a small mountain cowboy city here in Mexico. And uh, uh, where are you? I'm in Brooklyn, New Whoa. York City. Wow. And how is the situation there now? Is it uh, people shooting each other on the street, riots, things burning everywhere? That's what uh, we see. Like uh, media can be weird. Sometimes you just see some tops of things. So is the situation calm or is it going? Are you going crazy down there? Internally, I think people are going a little nuts, but there's no violence on the streets. People are still friendly. I live in an area that there were a lot of demonstrations after George Floyd was killed. Uh, and I never saw any violence other than police shoving protesters and, and escalating what otherwise were peaceful protests. Yeah. It was I don't know, like many protesters, if, especially the young ones, if they go and there's no fighting, it's like, oh, that was a boring protest, like this peaceful hippie shit protests. I like them. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a peace activist, but I, I also see these young people sometimes need to fight, you know, and the police need also fighters to develop their, I don't know their relationship to control over the people or whatever. And that's also something about like control issues. Because you're writing about, especially about men that like to be controlled by women, right? Correct. Tell us a little bit about how you got, how did you get into that? Is, is it something with your own sexuality? Or is it just a fantasy? How is it working? No, I definitely, I definitely want that for my real life. To not, not to the degree that I show in some of my stories. That is, that's always a bit of playing around with the fantasy. But I've always been interested in femdom, even before I knew what sex was. I remember wanting the mean third grade substitute teacher to make me kiss her hair. Wow. And that was, that to me was like the ultimate in domination was being forced to kiss a woman's hair. And I, a lot of my masturbation fantasies as I was going through puberty were all about being dominated and was pre-internet. So of course I was thought I was the only one in the world to have these fantasies. And I think, and I was ashamed of them as a kid. So I think when you're ashamed of what you want, you start to develop this inner, um, sort of a rich inner life where you create that, what you can't, what you think you'll never have for real you create it in your mind so you can have it there. And then because there was shame, I was always looking for an excuse. And in that grew a lot of the fantasies about blackmail, about being forced to do things. So if I was forced to do it, if I was blackmailed, then it wasn't my fault and I wasn't a bad person. <laughs> well, so do you know where it's coming from? Uh, does it have anything with your upbringing, with your family? Is this something biological, something like we, you can, humanities can, because I have many friends that like many, have many kinks. And I, uh -huh. we don't know where they're coming from. How do you feel where it's coming from, this uh, feeling of being controlled? Is it something in the human consciousness from very primal uh, states, early in evolution, or does it have something to psychology with your family or 
or yourself and how you analyze sexuality alone? Um, I really think I was just born with it. I don't, I don't know of any one experience that I can look back on and be like, oh yeah, that's why I want you know women to tie me up and, and beat me. And this is why I feel like, you know, I want, I want a woman to control me. I don't, I think I was just born with it. I think it's a mixture probably of nature and nurture. My family wasn't controlling, nor were they overly permissive. So it didn't come from them. But I think, I think there was probably a, a predilection for it that then in some early sexual um, experiences, I sought that out. And then uh, that's what really um, did it for me. Hi there, all listeners. It's the 30th of January, 2021. And I'm Leona, part of the ecological sexy organization fuckforforest.com. And this is my confessions. Have I ever been a femdom? No, not really. Well, I did try it. A lot of guys did ask me to squeeze their neck, give them a slap in the face, even spit on them, bite them. I have got asked to dominate them. I haven't been so good, but now maybe I will become better. I know some tricks, I got older. Maybe next time I will be back and come better. And myself, I, have I got spanked? Yes, I got some spanking. I got tied up. Mm, yeah, they've been going on some stuff there. End of confessions. Uh, could you just explain for our listeners what femdom actually is? Yeah, so femdom is short for female domination, and it's a subset of BD, the BDSM world where the woman is in control. And there are all types all along the spectrum of you can have a femdom relationship where the woman is just in control in the bedroom, or you can have what's called a 24-7 total power exchange where the male is serves more as, as a slave than as an actual partner. And what do you have in your private life? Do you have a femme doministic woman? Right now, I'm single. Um, my last girlfriend and I played around with it. It was tough because she had a son. So we obviously wouldn't do anything in front of the son. My girlfriend before that and I had a, a female-led relationship, an FLR. So how, how, how does a, like a dominative relationship end? Like the person is like, okay, I'm leaving you now and you just have to <coughs> fucking, fucking accept it and be horny by that. And you're like, okay, 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 uh, you're leaving me. Okay, yeah, I should feel, you feel excited then. Or uh, that's, that's like the end of a, a power relationship. That, but it's still like based on equal trust and equal communication, no? Yeah, at the heart of it, there's trust and communication because you can't just have a relationship where some per. I mean, the fantasy is that one person just says, okay, I'm in control and you have to do what I say. But the reality, there's a lot more negotiation and a lot more uh, working around real life. I mean, I in, in, my, in the outside world, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm an asshole, but I certainly don't want and don't let people talk down to me and don't let people tell me what to do. 
I used to wait tables and I, I got fired from a lot of uh, service industry jobs for having a bad attitude. So but is that only when guys treat the, when guys step on you or that's the same guys and women outside the, the kind of established uh, when you establish rules with the person you like? No, pretty much anyone outside of a relationship. I'm just like, man, fuck you. Um, and then in my fantasies, I'm like, God, I wish a woman would just talk down to me all the time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Have you ever experienced one of your lovers, your Dominic's actually misusing her power over you to wash the dishes when she's too lazy to wash the dishes herself? <laughs> um, if there were a situation where I thought that power were being abused, then I would call a timeout and we would talk about it. Or... I would do it and then bring it up later. But there's always there's always a possibility to safe word out of it. I did have a bad experience with a dominatrix I met online and I ingratiated myself to her and we talked for about 11 months. I ended up doing some writing for her and she gave me, she said, I'm gonna be in New York. I wanna give you a free session. And I met her and it was just awful because I don't like verbal humiliation. And she just basically, I walked in and she decided in 20 seconds, she was like, you're not a real submissive. I'm not going to do anything with you. And I couldn't tell if she were being, if she really meant that, or if this were part of her persona and she was going to make me beg for it. There wasn't enough pre-discussion. And she just basically insulted me for about 45 minutes until I finally just was like, found myself and left. But it was very difficult because I went in with the idea of like, okay, I'm going to submit so hard to her. I was, I was really infatuated with her in a way that I never thought I would be with someone online. Um, and she didn't, I think maybe she abused, saying she abused that power is too strong, but I don't think she knew what to do with it. And then she got uncomfortable and she wasn't as experienced as she said. And so it just was this awful session. Fandom, Mother Earth, birth, life, death, trapped, controlled, forced to live. Is free will just a concept created by someone or something outside me? Outside my possibility of escape? Outside my free choice? Beaten by life, a slave to nature, spanked by the universe, tied up in branches of trees in flowers and wines, the poison nettles, the thorns that scratch my flesh. Being under nature is the ultimate sadomasochistic game, and I cannot choose to live or die, and no safe word is valid. It's like, because I have friends that worked, worked as Dominas, and uh, sometimes I get to hear that many times the slave is annoying because they are kind of sounds like that they somehow are the the controlling part because they kind of control the game you know what's allowed or what's not allowed so it's like you have to kind of make that for the slave in a way so that's like then the 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 idea about where the power is gets a little bit like delusion for me uh, do you feel uh, sometimes that uh, people have felt the opposite that you are abusing your domina expecting too much i i am positive that when i first because i've been seeing dominatrixes on and off for 20 years and i am sure at the beginning that i went in there what's called topping from the bottom 
where you go in and you're like, okay, I'm seeing a dominatrix and I want her to dominate me in this specific way. Exactly. And I want her to do this specific thing and that's going to be the best domination when she does that specific thing to me. So, yeah, there are, I, I'm friends with some Daminas as well and they get that all the time. Plus for, for every story like mine of a dominatrix who didn't know what she was talking about, I'm sure there are 50 of people calling up dominatrixes and just being obscenely annoying or, or unfair to them. So your mission with the books is that somehow to uh, shed light on, on, uh, on this kind of sexual game or how, how did you feel like you need to express this writing? So a lot of it came out of not, first of all, not having a relationship at the time that was um, satisfying to me in a femdom way and needing an outlet. But more than that, there was a desire to present the type of men in my stories that made submission less less shameful. So when I was, if you read a lot of femdom literature, a lot of the men in there are losers or they're really weak or they're the opposite. They're these like super alpha males who are just assholes and Growing up, being ashamed of being, of having submissive tendencies, and then reading these stories where all the guys are just pathetic and they have small penises and they don't have good jobs and they are, they don't know how to attract women and they're just like the lowest of the totem pole. It just makes you feel even worse. And so I wanted to present like, hey, there are submissive men who are really successful in business, who are good looking, who can attract women, who know how to talk to women, who are good guys and who will stick up for themselves in real life. It's not just losers who do this. No, and that was a real motivating factor. This seems to be many different reasons because you say that you feel that you're born with it. So you have like kind of a a relationship to that very early while other people that is searching SM, for example, because you say that the stereotypical thing is, I didn't read too many books about it. So I can't say uh, connected to that, but I know from uh, SM clubs in Berlin and uh, where we lived for many years and was part of the sexual scene with our project and stuff that many kind of high class, high up, like uh, high profile people, politicians, police people, people with power, also enter these kind of power games to be able to feel their losing power as a type of psychological like balance or something like that. And that's something they must have like picked up. Or I feel like some people I said seen have picked it up connected to that they work with a very like uh, a work where they have to have power over other people all the time. And this is a way for them to like let out that in a kind of a balanced way. So it must be like, uh, both something that is, yeah, as you said, both nurture and, and nature, but it's something so primitive also, this like feeling of uh, losing control or feeling of uh, being controlled by other people. Do you kind of uh, feel that uh, that your book, like, is it like a psychological thing people we need to go through as some kind of consciousness to, to understand ourselves more as a human being? Why, why are, uh, is it uh, important? Because I also think it's really important to learn about fetishes and learn about these sides of us. Uh, what do you think about? Do you think it can help people like uh, uh, with their feeling about themselves? 
with, uh, with uh, feeling better about themselves or feeling uh, more complete as a human being. Uh, you say, for example, uh, you don't want, wh wh why don't you want to sh uh, say your real name, for example? Oh, because my other career, I do a lot of work with uh, young students. And so being involved in anything that smacks of sallow or sex uh, could be held against me. Isn't that very sad when we try, it, because I, we also have experienced that with many beautiful people that is in connection with Fuck for Forest. And some people uh, are afraid of losing their job, so they want to be with the skies or with a mask. And other people later are afraid, so they take their photos or videos away from the website because they're afraid of how their job or school will judge them. Isn't it very sad when we work with education because we, when we want to help people? Because I think like consent is the whole key here. We live in a society with so much sexual violence, with so much abuse, real abuse, real control. And you are like talking about a game between adult people. And shouldn't we stop be afraid of this? I think that everything that you're saying is absolutely correct. And in America, we are so fucked up around sex that it take a complete overhaul just to get to the point where it would be okay for someone who works with kids to say, yeah, I'm a sexual submissive and I work and I have a lot of uh, hardcore femdom erotica. Here it is. Like, that's just, we are a long, long way away from that. I mean, if you just look at what kind of things are allowed to be shown on TV, you can straight up beat someone. You can show someone getting beaten to death on TV, but God forbid someone's nipple shows for a second. Then all of a sudden, everything is censored for the next 15 years. Yeah. I mean, I'm hopefully now that um, the Democrats are going to be in power, there'll be less of a crackdown on sex and sexuality and on sex workers. But yeah, uh, yes, I agree with you. And we're so far away from that that I can't think about that. I just have to. The problem is that we need unions, I guess, for, because uh, people that already are in a situation like that, for example, working with children, uh, are afraid of losing a very important part of their life, of their work, because they are honest about how they consensually are are acting out their sexuality. Something that in my eyes should be educative for children actually, to learn the truth about what's okay or not okay, wh where borders are, personal borders, is part of education for me. But then I see also like, okay, if you put this out now and you get judged by a society losing your job, you have a big problem. So we need unions, like kind of sex worker unions that step in and say, hey, you can't discriminalize people working with sexuality as education or as a consensual work that will just be forbidden. Just like gay rights have moved on, uh, women rights have moved on uh, to a point mm -hmm. where certain things are not allowed by society to stigmatize people on these terms anymore. And I think it should be time uh, soon for that uh, same with sexuality. That you can't like, you can't make a payment system open for everyone on the internet, but deny people working with sex, for example. Then you have to make sexuality totally forbidden. When it still is in a legal zone, 
then it's like then it's the stigmatization and and kind of like uh, uh, it's a discrimination against the working group or or even against the whole sexuality because that's part of your sexuality is fem femdom it's part of that psychology you like sexually so to step on that would be like uh, saying okay to be gay is wrong I think you're absolutely right there. And one of we could do an extreme solution and we could just out every single person who's ever been to a sex worker. And if we did that, I think you'd see a lot of politicians changing their mind about the criminality of staying a sex worker. Because my guess is probably 50% of them have. Cursed by God, the ultimate sin, engaging in free will. Eating that apple, worshipping the flesh, tried to escape the domina of nature, the woman. She tricked me, she ate and I ate. Cursed are the earth, confused by power, confused by strength, and every thorn will scratch us, and every wild animal wish to feed on our flesh. The snake is laughing while it crawls up my kundalini and whispers to me, you are free now, embrace your life and die in darkness. So I have a totally different question here. So I've been, right. uh, I had uh, a lot of lovers and some of them asked me to dominate them. Mm -hmm. um, but I never, re I tried, but I'm not really good. Uh, to be honest, I'm mm -hmm. not so good. Uh, and do you think anyone can become a dominating person? Or is it something that is like, you need to have special gifts for this? I think you have to want it. I think it's a tough thing to fake if you don't want to do it. Uh, but I think many more people can do it that then think they can do it. I think it's just a learning curve over time. And you want, when you do it, you want the person you're doing it with to, to go along with you and to help you, help you get into that space. So would you recommend, like, should we have a talk before, like, talk about what's okay, what's not okay, or should we just jump right into it and just like, okay, let's try? Oh, no, no, no. Have a talk. There are some good books out there. One is On Topping. Another is On Bottoming. I don't remember the name of the woman who wrote them, but they're great sort of how-to manuals. You could even, you could also talk to a dominatrix. There is a woman on Twitter named Ferns who has a lot of how-to books. And I would definitely read, think about what you want in your scene, talk it out with your partner, and then go from there. But yeah, just the like, okay, I'm going to try it with no conversation and not knowing anything about it, that's setting yourself up to have a rough time. So, so what's your... So I, be I, believe, I believe in you. <laughs> so what's your perfect scenario uh, uh, for a femdom night, uh, erotic night? What will happen? Um, the perfect night. So my main kink is the act of submission itself. So I'm, if I, and that informs a lot of what turns me on. So if I'm with someone who absolutely loves having foot, their feet worshipped, then that will really turn me on. But if they don't like it, then it just feels a little bit weird, this idea of I'm gonna worship this person's foot to show them how in control they are, even though they don't really like it. You want to please the woman? Yes. So the, the ideal experience would be a woman who 
knows what she wants and takes it without any apology. Self-secure. Yeah. And I no, think that's one and of the not things. Having, uh, no, no, no uh, uh, thinking about your emotions, no, not taking consideration for your emotions. Well, yeah, of course, taking consideration for my emotions, but believing that my, but within the context that we're going to do what she wants. I think that's something that ties together the heroines in my novels is that all of them feel completely justified in telling the men they're with, okay, you're going to do everything that I say. So how far would you go? If you go to blood, you drink pee, you eat shit, you do stuff like that, or is it where you clean the carpet with your tongue or toilet with your tongue, or how far would you go? Uh, I wouldn't do blood. I wouldn't eat shit. I would definitely clean a carpet. Um, do the dishes. Yeah, I would do dishes. <laughs> Many guys do yeah. that now. That's a modern thing. I mean, that's not part of a. Maybe that's still. Not, maybe it's part of the sexual thing that we've just been in. I mean, this power game so much now, so we don't even see it sexual. I mean, it also sounds like you're looking for a self-secure, strong woman that know what she likes. Definitely. Okay, maybe that's my problem then, because I, I try to be controlled by women sometimes during Fuck for Forest and stuff, and usually I can't take it serious, and that's maybe because they're not <laughs> good enough. They're not good enough putting me in place. So many women have tried it, actually. If a woman was able to put me in place, I think I would fall in love, maybe, like, maybe I never fall in love before. Maybe I would feel like this, like, okay, this is something new. Like now I feel like, okay, I should listen. I'm such a stubborn asshole, but you say also you're an asshole. So <laughs> it's possible to be that stubborn asshole outside. And then you are playing that like victim or being more like a role of, of pleasing or it's actually kind of a, a comfortable role sexually because many times women expect way too much. So if you put yourself in the role of like, okay, I'm just want to give you have the control now. You can't really like fail or have that pressure. Like women are just like, oh, he did a wrong mistake. He did something wrong. Or it's like, okay, you want to do something wrong so you can get punished for it. And that, hmm, I'm starting to get it. I'm starting to so, understand. <laughs> I think uh, as well as you have to want to be a dumb, I think you also have to want to be a sub. So I'm not sure that there's a woman out there that can make you submit if your whole persona does not want to submit. No, I'm open-minded, man. I'm, I, I think I just didn't meet the right woman then because uh, I'm open-minded and right. Uh, everything sucks. Every, my, I'm not saying I'm coming for good relationships. I'm tr testing things out. Now when you're saying mm -hmm. this, I'm not a happy sexual person right now. We did have some really good time with Fuck for Forest. I think maybe it's because we don't have sex anymore because we live on a mountaintop taking care of this ecological project. That could be <laughs> it. That's also some kind of like fetish situation. We put ourselves in like some kind of uh, SM game with mother nature. And it's like, okay, we have to follow the rules of mother nature or else we die. It's kind of like a little bit heavier. But You're being uh, dominated by nature right now. Little bit feeling of that. What do you feel, Leona, about that? Dominated by nature. Could be, but I think, I mean, nature is everywhere. So I guess that's the same feeling when you're feeling totally lost and you lost total control. Even if you're in a city, you can have the same feeling. 
you write somewhere that's like, yeah, you don't like that guys are represented as stereotypical, being weak guy, hopeless, uh, or being this super macho, but you write in the same sentence that, uh, yeah, I like them to also show them as strong men, but not so strong as the woman, of course. <laughs> <laughs> what do you put in that? Yeah, I, I, I stand by that. The, uh, what I want is I want a loving relationship and that has one where the woman is in control and to have a loving relationship at the core, it can't be something where one partner is just looks down on the other. So you read these stories and it's like, he was a nerdy 38 year old who lived in his parents' basement and she was a model. And you know, I don't believe that they're together. I read like I read it, and I just don't think that there's any chance that those two people would be together. She could have that kind of kink, maybe. Everything maybe. exists. Maybe it's not. It's not. It's kind of rare. Yeah. I would, uh, you know what? You, it. I think you're right. It, she could have that kind of kink, and that's also, I think, a story—the kind of story for guys who like to be verbally humiliated, who like the humiliation aspect of it, which is not my thing. Um, I don't like the verbal humiliation. I like. I like physical humiliation, but not in a, oh, you're a loser type of way. At my heart, I'm very sensitive. Yeah, so you're not afraid like uh, your partners uh, or stuff. You never got in situations where you got uh, humiliated in the wrong way and then later felt like need for revenge or something like that. That actually, <laughs> like the play went out of control and actually you took it personal. And then it's like, fuck, I'm not like... Fuck you! And I was like, "What should I do?" And I was like, "Okay." And you think like bad thoughts after and stuff. That doesn't happen. When playing with a girlfriend or with a dom who I like and trust, if something goes wrong, then you talk it out afterwards, and you try to, you stop it in the midst of it. I think what I did wrong with that one dom, where it went so terribly, is that I was just so. I got myself so into the headspace of like, okay, I'm gonna serve her. She's this is the only time I'm ever gonna see her. I've got to make this a perfect session. And I think if right away I would have been like, hey, you know what? This this isn't going right. I don't like this. Let's talk about it. Then I think I could have left without those hard feelings. But I also think it's easier to control uh, physical humiliation than uh, verbal because everybody has different borders when how how are you going to know the borders of somebody now the borders are going down more and more like what happened on the la land now that someone got offended by me making a joke and people just get fastly offended so it's like soon i don't know that this sm game when it comes to humi humiliation soon it's just like I'm gonna delete you from Twitter account. Oh, 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 it made me horny. So it's like, it's got so like, people get so fast offended by each other. So it's like, now nah, I don't know even but there is also how to a, not humiliate people. But there is, a, there is always a safe word between, between the people. Yeah, you can play in a consensual non-consent where you give up your safe word. I definitely wouldn't do that with someone that I hadn't played with before, that I didn't trust. Um, but yes, most of the time there is a safe word. We're going to use that so to the police. Is. Like, okay, she gave away the safe word. I got the safe word. It's like, you have it on the tape, like, okay, I give him or her full control over my life and existence on this planet. Can you get away? You still, you still have some moral obligations to the society you live in and stuff like that, no? Sure. Yeah. Uh, 
So in the end, you are like a, you are kind of controlled by society. You're not allowed to go so far as you want. You can't give away totally your your freedom. Yeah, that doesn't hold up in court. No. No. But but it's like but looking. What about locking the dick up in a cage? Have you done that? Have any Domina did that to you before? Put this dick cage and uh, taken away like your possibility to be sexual I, when you want i played around with that with a girlfriend but because i just retired recently from aerial work from circus work and you can't wear a cage when you're doing aerial work because <laughs> i work with a partner so it's not she'd be like what the hell is that plus you don't want anything around your you know your genitals that could get caught or you know tear something but then also I used to ride a motorcycle and I was very active. So it, there are certain things that just don't work well with chastity. So I was never able to wear it. But you but had maybe fantasies now. about it. Oh, ton, the, the idea of that is such a huge fantasy of having your sexual freedom taken away because it's such a power move. So things that are, that are big power moves are so sexy for me. And and chastity is I probably the biggest one. I would have like a lover that, that is a lock picker for sure. I like I, lo- <laughs> I have a problem again. So let's like get fucked by my lover. Like oh I will release you oh, finally, and then I can like pretend it's on after again, no? To play mm-hmm. the game right. Uh, I do want to go back to something you said earlier about how it can help people to do this to experiment with femdom and with BDSM. And I do think that's right, that the more you can figure out what it is that you want and what turns you on, the happier that you'll be. And it's the same thing with if you look into psychedelics, experimenting with psychedelics and figuring out, okay, what do I really believe and what do I not? That um, if done right, you're just going to benefit tremendously from that. So you say if you have some kinks out there, it's better talk about them. And yeah, but that's like so sad then because you can't really go out and talk to your friends and people around you about it. So you can't share the information because the society thinks that we we're not ready for it. Uh, it will be bad if consensual adult people talked openly about their sexuality. Doesn't it piss you off a little bit or does it make you horny to have, lose that control? Uh, it, it's irritating that we live in a society that you can't talk about it. First of all, it's all I've ever known is discomfort and and feeling like you can't talk about sexuality. In fact, my current story that I'm I'm probably about three weeks to a month away from publishing my next story, but it's about a guy who was struggling sexually, where he was struggling with impotency and meets someone who helps him out of it through a femdom relationship. But one of the things that he says at the beginning is when he talks about it is he says, you know, the worst thing about this is I can't tell anyone. Obviously true, but to him is real because of the shame in our society around sex, around talking about sex, around talking about any problems that you have with sex. Like, Guys can talk about sex within the lens of I'm sleeping with a lot of women. I'm great at sex. You know, all about if the guy is in power and if he's having a lot of sex and he can talk about it, but he can't talk about it in any kind of real emotional way. 
I think that maybe it's some kind of thing bringing to us from the spirit of the universe or something to challenge us as humanity to be more open-minded and more understanding about uh, uh, both sexuality and, and power and all this and that uh, fear, like uh, the fear somehow uh, that it blocks us should like make us uh, find clever ways to open up to be able to educate each other because it's a personal process and everything that is consensual should be beautiful, I think. And we live in a society where we can't like express uh, how we really feel. And it's a little bit like uh, food the disorder. We also have people having problems with food for many different reasons, for advertisement, for bad shit that they put in our food that we don't know about or whatever that makes food poisonous. But also if we would have been uh, kind of forced to hide every time we were eating, uh, I think also it will develop other kind of, uh, kind of uh, abnormalities towards the subject of eating based on people's fear and confusion about that showing eating would be wrong. And then this next step then is like, okay, we can't talk about those abnormalities that is based on that the subject of eating is not wrong because that would be wrong. So no, how should we ever deal with the subject and how can we ever heal people if we can't even talk about, okay, yeah, maybe some people actually did get uh, confused or even like what you would call sexually sick, but it's a, it's a expression or a, a kind of mirroring from a society that is oppressing and controlling and stigmatizing one of the most important natural instincts we have. And now you're going to force us to not talk about it. And especially not to children that will like grow up with the same kind of psychosis and be even more sick because we can't talk about something that obviously is there. <laughs> and obviously people will get a relationship to, especially now with the internet and shit also. Now you can find whatever. So now it's more important than ever, more important that people that has a conscious relationship to the subject can talk about consensual sexuality as something we need to talk about, especially to be able to, to, to learn to, to treat each other with more respect and learn how to have better sex life. Any kid with a, just the smallest amount of technical savvy is going to be able to find porn. So they're all seeing it. Yeah, and then it's not put in any connection. It's like, okay, you can just find it there. You can find all, because I think like a lot of porn now is uh, kind of coloring a lot of the... I wouldn't call it perversion, but some people might call it perversion, but it's like, it's a kind of uh, confused picture of sexuality based on a lot of different things. But then if you, you don't like put it in a connection, if you don't let people educate about the positive sides and about consensual, uh, for example, SM, that is a very, for many people, as an extreme thing to teach children. Yeah, but we do teach children that there's war in the world and that we make factories and that we torture animals. And it seems like they're still alive from that information. So it should be okay to talk like, okay, adult people do that. Adult people smoke a cigarette. Adult mm -hmm. people drive cars. You don't drive a car because you're a baby, but still a car would be worse than people spanking each other. Yeah, I think the problem is when you push things underground that... First of all, people go into it without doing their research and they don't do it safely. Schmuck, schmuck, schmack, schmack. Life is just a pain attack. Craving pain and craving pleasure. The duality of life is hard to measure. Most of us could need a spank. Get it while you have a wank. Pain and pleasure is the same. 
Life is just a sado game. But second of all, when something is pushed underground, the only time you see it is when something goes horribly wrong. So you hear of an S&M relationship where they were doing breath play and it, it went too far, but you never hear about all the happy couples and, and the person who was able to work through trauma and, and the great relationships that a lot of doms have with their subs. You only hear the bad part. Well, it's kind of because of censorship now and that people don't dare to talk about it in public. I still Definitely. think we should make sex into like more. Maybe if we make it into Olympic game, then they, they will uh, accept more different. Go- okay, this is the SM yeah. part of the game. Or this is the this is the tantric part of the game, and people will accept it more. Like boxing, for example, that is accepted in sport. That is about beating each other up. That is They're good. That being close to SM. Dan- They're putting breakdancing in the Olympics. Why not put sex in there? <laughs> I would watch that more. If we can combine breakdancing and a little bit sex, like erotic breakdancing, I think. What country do you think would dominate the Olympic Games in sex if that were a competition? A sport. Well, it depends mm. on the on the type the Netherlands? of Netherlands. Depends on the I don't know. It depends on like what you like would judge the style or how durable people are. I think it's like a little bit different from different places. What do you think, Lona? I'm not sure. Who's the most creative lover you ever met? From which country? I think the most creative lovers I have uh, had is travelers, you know? Creative in what kind of way? Like juggling you around or what kind of creative way? <laughs> I'm not sure. Back to that. Why can't you take serious to abuse a guy? I mean, I could probably, that's the thing, that I, I probably need some training. It needs how to communicate about it. Because, because she's laughing. I've seen her when <laughs> she can't take it serious. That's her fucking problem. She started like giggle. Like a teenage girl, like, <laughs> and the guys just like, okay, maybe that's cool. Maybe they make them excited because it's like so embarrassing the whole situation because of people are filming it and stuff. But yeah, I never seen you being like taking the role. No, no, I can't really put myself. That's the thing. I can't really but put myself in that role. I think that's the problem. But I mean, I would like to because many of my guys would like it so for making them happy and for exploring myself I would like to do it but I have a difficulty with doing it. So which book would you recommend to Leona for learning a little bit about becoming from, a better domina? From your books. From my books? Yeah. Uh, my books aren't really a how-to but I would read Learning to Serve and Obey. That's the most romantic of them. Oh, sweet. It's a chick flick. <laughs> it's, it's for everybody. And then I would read... For kids too? Uh, I'm not going to say that. I would read uh, <laughs> When Femdom Dreams Come True. And what about fem- Femdom Toilet Slave? That's my pick, I think. Well, that's more of an advanced course for Leona. <laughs> After she gets through the beginner, then she can go to the, to the advanced Femdom Toilet Slave novel. Do you find farts that's your, sexy? That's your favorite one, Tommy? What? Do you find farts sexy? I think they can be if um, if done within a femdom context. So remember, my, my kink is in submission. So if it were someone who was doing it as a way of physical humiliation and a way of asserting her power over me, it could be sexy. I tried it once with a dominatrix and it was not for me. Smelly or more smelly than sexy? Yeah, more smelly than sexy. And I was like, oh... And it was a real, things are really in fantasy. 
in real life they're not and vice versa. And that was something that was uh, not so sexy in real life. B, I'm not shutting the door on it forever. No, because that is actually one of my yeah, uh, one of my more funny fetishes I saw when I was looking up a little bit was the fart uh, fetish. But yeah, I can understand because it's very it's so mu much about psychology and about what makes you feel. You must have a lot of things to talk about. How how you sh uh, how long time do you use to build up a relationship before you just let all the fantasies go crazy? So. With my last girlfriend, I told her on the first date, and because I was tired of having these relationships. You can fart on me if you do it in the right way. If you do it in the right moment uh, for <laughs> suppression, for controlling in the right situation, I will like it, or else I will find it disgusting. It's like it's such a, like a okay, okay. I will try to fart in the right moment then. Yeah. On the 13th of January 2012, the Italian cruise ship Costa Gonzardia ran ground, capsized, and later sank in the shallow waters after striking an underwater rock of Isla de Gilo, resulting in 32 deaths. Um, no, I, I, writing is a really way to talk about it, where when I say, during that first date of what do you do? Well, I do this and I run this business and on the side, I write erotic. Oh, what? And I think my, my issue before was that I had so much shame and embarrassment around it that I wouldn't talk about it. And then I would get into these relationships where it wasn't a thing. And then I would be unsatisfied. And then the relationships would fall apart and I would, I would be back where I started. So I did quite a lot of self-sabotage before I was able to talk about it. But now, but you, now I want to bring it up right away. Now you have a, like a verbal contract between each other, how it's going to work between you, or you actually write down a contract. This is the rules between us. So, no, we don't write down a contract. We might go over a fetish list together, and it will be just a list of all the fetishes, and it'd be if you've tried it, and then your interest in it, zero where zero is i'm not going to do at hard limit all the way up to five which is you know i live for this i love it but a one would be i don't like this but i'll do it for you if you want to you don't have a partner right now you said not right now so no. you're also fucked up like me i'm like having a partner i'm losing partner having a partner and i'm thinking like okay if i if I had like a submissive girl that listened to everything I said, but then it's like, if it was on the rules, then it's like, okay, I have to say the right thing. Then the fights will start in the relationship. Like, yeah, I want it, but not like exactly like that. And then it just becomes like a normal relationship in the end anyway. Well, and you end up with the same type of problems I have. But it sounds more like you want to misuse your power of the person. Or it's not a sexual game yeah, anymore. Yeah, it's just then, like, you're like... Yeah, but that's what it is in a normal relationship also. But you get, get it like in the game, kind of like, oh, now you're abusing your powers. That's not what I wanted. That's like normally in a normal relationship also. You just not like put it so clearly. No, but you were searching for a submissive woman to like do all the shit for you. I'm not doing that, but uh, I I don't know how I would uh, <laughs> act. Uh, ac actually, now I'm a little bit like self-hurting. So I think maybe if it's a woman out there that think they can keep me under control, come on. Please, I'm challenging a really nice domina out there to come and beat some 
some sense into me because I really need that. So I'm some like, that you need to be ecologically aware also. Take. You can tie me to trees, make me do garden work, like hit me and say like, I can do, but, but what about you? It's like, okay, you have a night and then you're like, okay, clean my shoes with your tongue and wash the dishes and shit like that. Do you kind of expect in the end to get fucked or has nothing, uh, it's not a uh, little carrot that is dangling? Or would you get even more excited when she's like, no, you did all this for me and nothing more, you bitch? Uh, the girlfriends that I've had that have been into femdom have also been re really into fucking. So that hasn't been a problem. Okay, but uh, so, but how? But so you are you kind of like the sex part also. You would be a little bit oh, like yeah. you would feel a little bit like abused if you like did all this shit and in the end of the night it was nothing. I think I would have a talk with them about okay, here's what I need long term. <laughs> um, here's what I want long term, and this is what works for me. But that would be something that we would talk about before we got too far in the relationship. If she said to me from the very beginning, like, look, I'm not into sex and I'm going to keep you locked all the time, then I'd be like, okay, I don't, I don't think this is a good relationship. But that's not something, the only way I could see that happening is if she said, you know what, you're not being a good slave, you're not being a good sub, I'm going to deny you for the next two weeks. And that would be hot. Oh, if yeah. it turned out to something where she was like, okay, now I'm going to deny you for the next six months, then I'd be like, all right, I'm going to safe word. And we're going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, that's because I have the safe word, no? I think all relationships kind of need this talk before. Maybe have a checklist, what you like and not like. It seems like not only submissive and non-submissive couples should use this checklist and use communication. Maybe have a safe word even in a non-submissive relationship. Yeah, because this sounds like like kind of like forcing you to take a, to to have to talk a little bit about the stuff, and that should be very good for any relationship, I guess. So this is very good like relationship advice in right. in general. Uh, the communication uh, is the key to a better sex life and to understand each other more. Also, when it comes to free love and uh, and playing more more uh, complicated games, what would you say? Like uh, now, we are kind of moving towards the end of our show. But uh, what would you kind of, if it sits a guy out there now listening to this show and have these fantasies about being controlled by a woman but never know how to to talk to women about it? Or is it any internet forums you can go on? Is it any place you can meet people to talk about this? How, how can you learn more about femdom? Is it like That's a it, good question. It's because no, for every good piece of advice, I think there are three rotten piece of pieces of advice. Plus, you'll have something where you're hear, you'll hear one dom say something, and you'll be like, oh, I guess all doms feel that way, but it's, it's just one person's piece of advice. I would look for... There are things called munches, where kinky people get together. I would... I'm trying to think of what someone can do besides going to see a dominatrix. Yeah, but First, for guys out there that want to go see a dominatrix, understand that dominatrix probably get about 100 emails a day, 95 of which are like, hey, fuck you, uh, why don't you suck my dick? So if if, when you approach a dominatrix, read their website and find the right way to approach them, and you'll have a much better experience. You'll find them much nicer people. But I would look, I would join, there's a site called FetLife, FetLife.com, and I would join that. I would look through FetLife at events going on in your area, and then I would go to one. 
And then I would be completely honest about your experience level, how you're just getting into it. It's a little bit tough as a single guy because there are many more men than women. Is not enough women out there that want to abuse guys? Okay, hey, hey uh, women out there, come on, we have an opening for you that needs to take your shit out and don't take it on me anymore. Uh, Fat Life needs you right now to come and put yourself up as a uh, practicing dominus. So please don't be shy. Uh, or, and if you are uh, even more tough, you can do it for nature and send us some photos to <laughs> fuckforforest.org. But uh, you also said like, uh, People are different, no? So you go to one domina that doesn't work out. Uh, you should uh, maybe try another. Feel the difference. Yeah. There are sites, there are places where you can find them. Eros.com has a list of doms. And again, on FetLife, you can find some. On Twitter, you can find some. And there are just so many different ranges of what they offer and what kind of style they have. There are ones that are cruel. There are ones that are nice and supportive. Um, there are ones that are really into impact play and really sadistic and others that are more nurturing. So you hear that women, it's for, something for everyone. You can be like the yeah. kind domina or you can be that. You can even be the asshole bitch domina. That's like you can be yourself. If you hate people, you can make money on it. I have a friend that did that in Berlin and she said it was the best job she ever did in her life. And she did it <laughs> mostly for like kind of like high end business people. And she was kind of like an anti-capitalist. So she got her like punk rock. Well, like a kind of rich people supported her punk rock lifestyle. So it was a kind of give and take situation in that. Yeah, Berlin I is uh, Berlin's wonderful. In fact, when when the COVID restrictions end and we have a normal world again, hopefully, um, that's going to be my next vacation is Berlin and England. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, Berlin is a great place for fetish mm. uh, play, uh, definitely. For you people who haven't been to Berlin, if you ever go there, go and check out the Kit Kat Club. It's kind of like a psychedelic uh, fetish club in Berlin. Uh, but you have to be a little bit cool and you have to know how to behave to be there and to get in there. Uh, but still, yeah, that's also a place if you are in Europe and look for more information about fet life, fetish oriented people, the Kit Kat Club is a good place to go. And uh, where you are now, uh, you have a lot of sex clubs and fetish clubs and stuff in New York? Or? There are some. Some have been closing down, unfortunately, due to uh, COVID. But there are a handful of, of places. So I have a question. Like, uh, Just go back to the Do Dominic's subject. Are they in the same look down on in the same kind of way as prostitution? Or are they looked up on as they are dominating women? That dominate men has prostitution has been like that's an interesting question i've never really felt like uh, dominate dominas got the same kind of stigma as normal prostitution but that's not all the time they do sex work either yeah i think you'd have to ask doms about that i think you're right leona that they don't they aren't looked at in quite the same way as as a straight up sex worker as well no they're sex workers as a straight up uh prostitute would be But I think, but there is still a stigma. There are there are a lot of people who think that every domination scene ends with sex between Demina and Sub. It's a little bit like a sugar baby or something like that. No, it's a kind of like a, it's like a role playing game. So you don't know if it's sex in the end or not. That's why maybe it's like oh yeah, you don't know, so you can't like you can say oh you don't know anyway. Okay, so you can't really judge it. 
a lot of the restrictions that are now happening on the internet and online and of banks refusing to process certain accounts and shutting people out, you Domina dominatrixes are having the same trouble that that other sex workers are having. So there is still a, sig- a stigma around it. So now when you are finished uh, totally with your career in circus, how many years did you do that? I did circus for about almost 20 years. So you're kind of a professional circus guy. You know, you're going to bring some of your uh, circus... Uh, circus experience into your erotic novels or you already did that i haven't done that yet how many books did you uh, write i've written six books there's when fendom dreams come true training my professor learning to serve and obey my boyfriend my sissy slave training with miss elsa and fendom toilet slave i have three short stories and then three of my novels have been translated into german wow but six novels and a seventh one coming out uh, shortly. Yeah, we're talking to Thimbul that is uh, focusing on making uh, erotic uh, literature about femdom. So please check out in our podcast description the links down there. You will see the links to his projects. And if you want to learn about femdom uh, or uh, buy a good book to your family and friends uh, in a Christmas present, This is a good place to go and look for some erotic literature. In the end of the show, Liz, uh, what do you want to say to her? You have you had some something before, Diana? Uh, yeah, just a fast question. Is there something called mandom also? Is there a femdom, mandom? That yeah, sounds there weird. Are there are a lot of male doms out there Okay. as well. You But call it's it male, do- male dom. Male, okay, not man. Male dom. Male dom, yeah. Yeah, so... In the end, uh, please uh, give us some hope for humanity. How can we, y- how can we manage to progress as a humankind? Uh, learning from your uh, your life, your your ideas about sexuality. Is there something you can share with us? Some sure. some hope. Yeah. So in all of my novels, there there are a bunch of themes. One is that people are celebrated for their kinks, not shamed for them. There's always good communication. And then finally, you'll find in every story that not everyone is has to be perfect. You'll see that a lot in learning to serve and obey in uh, My Boyfriend, My Sissy, where they encounter problems and then they work their way through them. So there's that hope that we can have these relationships that have the space in them for people to be real people where no one has to be perfect, no one has to feel bad about messing stuff up, that we can all support each other and have insane, wonderful sex at the same time. Wow. That's that's what I wish for for the new year. Wow, cool. I just have a fast question <laughs> I just realized. Have you, like, have a threesome with two femdoms? Like, how does that work out? That would be, like... Yeah, do they... Do, if you have two, they will start a fight about who is going to control most and oh, stuff. Who is dominant from them? Do they have a, like... That is complicated if you have group sex femdom. If you're, like, one guy with four girls. Wow. So, my... Not my last girlfriend, the one before that, for my birthday, she was a dom, and she took me for my birthday to see another dom, and they double-teamed me, and it was awesome. And they talked about it beforehand and there were certain things that my girlfriend said okay i'm the only one who gets to do this to him but you can do this and and uh and it went really well 
at the opposite in Berlin with two girls trying to tie me up and I managed I managed to escape I run away <laughs> <laughs> fuck that shit okay so again if it's a woman out there that can uh, come and uh, hold me down I need it and it's about you. communication yeah it's me. about communication I hear that now he's learning me a lot about that but it's really fucking hard to communicate if I can't say the truth no if I want to work with children but I can't talk about my sex life for example Thank you so much. It's been very enlightening and it's been cool. wonderful to talk to you. Uh, please think about sending us. Oh, yeah, you work with children. But when we manage to get that issue out of the way, you should be ready to send us some sexy uh, photos where you tied up and get spanked by a woman to our <laughs> website. Uh, that would be super cool. And until then, we will keep up the fight uh, on both our sides. You on uh, writing amazing uh, erotic novels and uh, inform people with that and us with being in the face of all kind of shitty moral that should be changed a little bit. So thank you so much for coming. Uh, you should have a great, uh, sexy, tied up, spanked little nice boy birthday. Happy birthday. I, I hope that as well. It was great talking to the both of you. I love what you're doing and have a wonderful night and a wonderful end of the year. Thank, thank you. you so much. Okay, so, 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 uh, so I still think I... Well, could I find a woman that know how to schmack schmack me into control and have that control over me? And would I maybe feel more calm? I don't have to make so many decisions sexually. Many times I feel like nervous because I need to satisfy a woman and I don't know how to do it because women are so extremely different sexually. I, I have experienced, I don't know if other people have that experience, but like, so women are for me, seems to have a much wider specter to play on. So if I put myself in this like, okay, I just do what you want, what you tell me, I can never really fail. And maybe that will take away some of this like feeling of like insecurity, something I could be solved by just communicating with your partner. But this seems to be kind of like an easy way to bypass that and make a game out of it. So maybe, but I, I'm still like, Fuck you, like, don't fucking hit me, don't fucking control me. I'm like, shut up, you're weaker than me. Or like, I don't know, no, hey, you're my friend. No, let's be on the same level. I think I'm more there. It's like, why should you want to fucking suppress me? Why can't I just put my dick inside you? And then we have fun like that, like normal that. But what's normal? I'm also getting bored of what's like considered normal. What is considered normal? That's the thing, because you see here this beautiful Timbal guy are afraid of showing what I would consider the kind of normal sexuality because sadomasochism is so uh, extremely popular. Uh, you have a lot of uh, shops selling objects for that in places where children go past. So they would see whips, they will see leather clothes, they will see stuff, big uh, pictures that kind of insinuating sadomasochistic well, lifestyle. Well, you can see the, almost the same stuff in a vet shop, veterinarian shop or animal pet shop. Yeah, that's true. And we treat our animals a little bit similar also as our uh, sexual slaves. But the sexual slaves actually have the right to say, have the safe word or to get away. So in the end, the animal shop would be one million times more 
messed up dark because it actually shows real slavery and real not having control. These animals are holding this because they're not gonna escape, not because they're playing a game. The SM shop is more like, it's a, just a candy shop for adult people that want to experiment with their sexuality. And I think that should be totally okay to explain children that adult people do play different games and therefore not be afraid of expressing, okay, I like to get spanked a little bit. Right now it seems to be more uh, controversial to say, yeah, well, I work with children and I like to get spanked than it is to actually spank children. Well, in most countries it is forbidden to spank your children. Though. Yeah, in most countries now it's happened the last, some of the last years it's been changing some places, but still it's kind of considered... Uh, uh, kind of acceptable many here, places. Here is only most of my friends I met here in Mexico has been really seriously spanked by their parents. Yeah, the, um, the hair is still a part of the normal way of education. So that depends a little bit different places, but maybe that's where it comes from. Um, maybe some people have spanking fetish because they did get spanked by their parents when they were young and therefore because the parents are supposed to represent safety being spanked makes you go back to that subconscious idea about this is somehow a type of twisted safety because you don't know better when you're a kid or it could just be random but still it's so great it's so great that sex is so diverse and that we can have this uh, possibility to experiment on our psychology and to experiment on our borders in a consensual way uh, what's the conclusion? Conclusion is that have uh, fun, experiment, find your kink, and... No pain, no gain. So, yeah, not all the time you need pain, but, uh, but it's definitely making uh, the subject of sexuality more interesting to have this uh, diversity. Yes. It would be kind of boring if everybody was exactly the same. I mean, it would be simpler in a way because everybody knows exactly how to please each other, but it would probably also get boring after some time. I don't know. Maybe it would actually be perfect, but I don't know. Okay. Sounds boring. So, okay, since I don't have any partner right now, I'll go right into it and sit down and start to cut myself with a knife and hit myself violently in the face while I masturbate and think about uh, total destruction of the planet, something humans have helped to do. And I still feel, when I go out in the forest and stuff, I still feel nature is over me. If nature want to kill me, I'll die. If nature wants me to not be able to sleep, I will not be able to sleep. If I have to pee, I have to pee, I have to shit, shit, shit. Okay, whatever. And therefore, I like, if I try to connect to that feeling while I smack myself in the face, feeling like a, a dirty human, something that should be pretty easy to get into, that is not really a fantasy even, should then actually make me really horny. Uh, so I will try to... Mother Earth is my domina. And she will fucking beat the shit out of me. I know, I've done it already. But I'm like... So now I'm on a level where it's like, okay, now I'm not getting horny anymore. I've lost the safe word. I don't know what to say. Like, hey, Mother, Mother Earth, uh, uh, Hitler. Oh, fuck, that was not the safe word. I forgot the safe word. That sucks. Then you could be in a tricky situation. Yeah, okay, so until I find the safe word, I will just sit there and continuously spank me. And you should all do that also. All you bad, all you bad humans out there, give yourself a serious self-beating and until next time with bruises and uh, and like erected penis uh, have a great fucking birthday 
Happy birthday! Слишком быстро пришла Опустевшая осень Осень в сердце твоем Осень даже в крови Ты совсем молода Почему же ты просишь У холодных домов Хоть частицу любви Как растаявший сон Испарились одежды В одинокой постели Ты словно в гостях Ощущение тепла Ожидая, как прежде Существуешь веселых Простых новостях Но ты так и не смогла Так и не смогла Так и не смогла Его понять Так и не смогла Так и не смогла так и не смогла его понять Так и не смогла Вот уходят года, все бегут торопливо Ты увидишь его где-то там за окном Ты прикроешь глаза Отвернешься тоскливо и невольно, невольно Заплачешь о нем старых встретив друзей Их совсем не узнаешь, они будут всегда Говорить о деньгах, и ты будешь смеяться Ты каждого знаешь, они любят друг друга Держать в дураках так и не смогла, так и не смогла, так и не смогла его понять. Так и не смогла, так и не смогла, так и не смогла его понять. Так и не смогла.